Hello and welcome. What's going on? It is April 22nd, 2021, and we are here with episode number five, Five Alive, as I like to call it. I am Badoo. Uh, we are back to Warcraft, and joined with me, of course, is the, the, the dad, the founder, as always, the big daddy-o, big bald master in... Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Neo. <laughs> Yo, Ricky. What's up? We're running a little late with the recording uh, this time. The release is already in two hours fifteen minutes. This is super hot. This is as hot as it gets. It's fresh from the oven. Yeah, I think uh, we normally do it what on like Monday and Tuesday, and we have time to like edit and record. And no, this one's just going straight out. We can't re-record, so this is it. This is just going to be our hottest. We we haven't actually re-recorded ever. We just kind of hot take and we go. One take wonders is what they yeah, call just, us internally yeah. here at the Back to Warcraft podcast. And this is going for on five in a row of just nothing but straight net. Um, how's your How's your week been? Last time we talked, I think was uh, last Tuesday. I think. How's yeah, horrible, been? horrible. You want to go on with that, or just oh, uh, just horrible? No, 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 it's just uh, I say I think I say this every week, so it's it's kind of my opening line now. How are you, Ricky? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm all right. Um, man, I've been getting into this new show. It's called Money Heist on Netflix. Whoo! It's a Spanish, uh, Spanish subtitle dubbed show. Um, it's really good, and it's four seasons. And my sister told me about it, and I'm on season one. And right after this podcast, I am going to dive into more of it. It's really good. If you guys haven't seen Money Heist, check it out on Netflix. Is that? Uh... Oh. There's another Spanish uh, show, isn't it, that is really good on Netflix? Dark? Uh, that's German, not, I think. That's German. I know that. That's one of my favorites. Uh, in German, it's called Haus des Geldes. I don't know what the English uh, term is, actually. Uh, maybe it's the same. I heard it's really good. but Oh. La Casa de Papel. Or something. Papa's house? Mm, paper house. Ah, paper house. There you go. Close, close. Yeah, um, glad you find something that 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 you enjoy. Uh, I have at the moment. Oh, it's actually the same. Money heist is actually that uh, thing that I was talking about. Okay, maybe I will start this because I'm running out of content to watch. Like as I said, I've been done with uh, Star Trek. Attack on Titan is done there as well. Everything I watched just ended. Oh so well, I, I got a treat. New. I got a I got a treat for you. Yeah, you got to watch Money Heist. This is a great yeah. show. I'm hooked. Like I'm hooked right now. I'm six episodes in. It took me one to two episodes. Like, I didn't even have to watch to get into it, it, it right away. That's really pretty good. good. Okay, yeah. That is, I think, the the straw that breaks the camel's back for me and Money Heist. I'm going to watch it now. Because you said so. Because I trust you. Yeah. Buddy. And you know me. I got good taste. I got good taste when it comes to this stuff. So. Well, you found Carson, so there's got to be something. That's true. That's true. I did. I did found him, and I did spawn him out of my urethra. He is my baby. Um, <laughs> good shot of sperm that guy was. But uh, you know what happened uh, the uh, this week too, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, we've been doing these podcasts. I don't know who's listening. I never know who's listening. Shout out to all you people that do tune in. Um, you know, some people say they fall asleep to the podcast, which I think is the dream. I fall asleep to a lot of podcasts and that's like the go-to no, Thank you so much for saying that because I, I instantly got hard and, uh, I love it. Um, but one guy actually reached out to me and wants to run a tournament and <laughs> by listening to episode three, 
<laughs> he just went straight down the checklist with, I don't know anything. <laughs> Please, let's work together. The communication was amazing. And he did that based on what he heard from us on the podcast. So big shout out to that guy that reached out. And uh, I hope we make this tournament pretty sick together. And it should be good. I didn't even bring it up to you yet, Neo, because we're still in the works. Um, but really cool. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. That is super duper cool. We're actually educating people now. And people are listening to us and learning. That's really nice. Uh, this is how it's supposed to be. Just imagine, like, in two weeks, we find the new super hot, amazing streamer because our last episode was on streaming and producing. Yeah, and that's probably coming out... Uh, ten, uh, well, that's the episode that will come out in a few hours from now. Yeah. Um, Publicly. The Patreon guys are, of course, a little cooler than everybody yes. else and got early access a week ago. Big shout out. Yeah, if you guys are patrons, you obviously are listening to this uh, pretty well on time. But yeah, if it, if it's the 22nd right now today, then you're probably listening to this a week later on the 29th and probably thinking, how can I get this so quickly? Become a patron and uh, a, a quick fiver theory crafter will do it. Uh, that's the tier. And uh, if you're thinking like, I feel so far behind, I want to get up to date. I mean, uh, good contribution on the Patreon and you get uh, easy ac early access to to this podcast and if you're enjoying it it could be worth exactly or if you're listening to this now and you might think oh man i need more of these two guys then just sign up and then you get two episodes in one week boom double trouble but we actually got some uh, topics here as well because there's more cool stuff like not just the one guy reaching out to you more cool stuff was happening yeah, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, it was like DreamHack. We are starting into the season. That was the highlight of 2020, for sure. Starting with Anaheim, then uh, three seasons, summer, fall, winter, and of course the regional finals early this year. And we start the journey again. Open qualifiers in all three regions, and uh, I guess there's ups and downs that, that we can talk about. So obviously, first of all, really excited that DreamHack's back for another year. And it's a full circuit, meaning like the summer, uh, fall, winter, grand finals. So that's awesome. Right right there, just right away, awesome to have another year of awesome Warcraft events. Because uh, DreamHack right now is the biggest one next to WGL. But WGL is more Asia-centric. And we don't see much of our guys, meaning Europe and NA, participating. Although it's still a great event. Um so yeah, big shout outs there. And and yeah, we got through the qualifiers and uh, interesting way of inviting new players. I know that I was kind of in a dark, in the dark of who was going to be in. I knew for NA, um, Hitman and Cruncher obviously are guaranteed to be in the main event, I assume, because they were the finalists. And then they said top four, meaning Hitman, Cruncher, Ark, and Insup and Kiwi were tied. So there would be a tiebreaker, lots of tiebreakers. We'll touch in that. But uh, a lot of moving parts for this DreamHack, um, Neo, and that's going with Europe and NA. Um, a lot of players not wanting to participate, being replaced out. And uh, we do have like an interesting group of players that we'll see this weekend because closed qualifiers are this weekend. So um, I'm excited about that. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, on uh, <laughs> the closed qualifiers? We'll start there. Qualifiers are done. We do have closed qualifier participants locked in as of right now. Wow, it feels like you just touched a million topics at the same time. So, uh, 
Let me rewind a little and uh, tell the viewers once again, because some, some people might actually not know what DreamHack is. It's the biggest circuit. We got this uh, in all regions, uh, Asia, America, and Europe, of course. And we're going to play for $130,000. A couple of money goes to the season finals, and a lot of money is going to the main event. And how do you get to the main event that will happen in December uh, 2021, hopefully in Beijing? You qualify. You earn points via these uh, races throughout the season and the guys with the most points go to China, fight for the world championship. So this is the first out of three. And uh, yeah, you kind of basically, I think you know this already from, from last uh, time. Close qualifier first. Okay. Um, how do I start this? I want to start in Europe because that is my region and um, I'm a little Euro-centric when it comes to this. We got a banger lineup because of course there's the guys who did pretty well in the 2020 season and there is some hot new guys we got i think we talked about him last week already starbuck starbuck is the hottest player we got in europe right now he took a map off of moon in Todd's tag team. And then he easily qualified via the first qualifier. And man, did he look good. We had a post-game interview. There was a little bit of shit-talking going on as well. Uh, this guy is amazing. We need more Starbuck. I knew he was a good player. as And he's playing random. So this is kind of interesting as well. As it is pretty unique. Uh, he's not picking races. He's just straight up playing random. And he got a great personality for a player as well. So even if DreamHack ends right now i think we kind of made a little bit of a star out of starbuck so this is what i'm super hyped about as well as uh, lil dc coming back showing excellent night elf micro once again johnny cage probably the most talented player that we have in europe at the moment uh playing human of course they got buffed they're super overpowered so uh, no way to stop johnny cage and then we got a returning spiral as well. This is this is a hot qualifier, man. And I won't forget to mention my man Dice because I'm a big Dice fan. Yeah, Dice had a really uh been playing fantastic lately. Um in the qualifiers obviously beating Cash and we and beating Edo. Good run and uh it's cool to have Cash in there as well. Um because he wasn't in any of the circuits last year. Um and he was playing Night Elf or he was playing Random or he wasn't really into it. And I know I talked to him recently when I was trying to invite him to Dust League. And he said, you know, I'm just coming back right now. But I don't know how like that That was um, that was March, maybe late February. And he said, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just starting to come back. I'm starting to get my motivation back a little bit, but I don't want to rush into Dust League. But uh, if the motivation stays, then yeah, I'll play in, in a lot more stuff this year, which I was excited about. Cash is one of the the the, the OGs, man. He the held OGs. it down during the dark times, that's for sure. It was Cash, um, Sonic, uh, Foggy, definitely one of those players that that has been a test of time um, throughout Zotac Cups, Gara Cups. Um, so it's good to see him back playing. Uh, this is a really interesting Europe lineup, like you said. Um, and the return like Starbuck is a really entertaining player, G good personality, good mechanics. Was great in StarCraft Two. Obviously, found his way in WarCraft Three, and he's just uh, doing really well. I'm sure he originally spawned from WarCraft Three, but um, yeah, really having a good run. A lot of new faces, uh, and we'll talk about those too. Um, like Caspend, I think he's a great guy. Obviously, a great TO. 
Uh, he runs that uh, all-kill format league. He's been doing it for a while. It's pretty sustainable, pretty good. Um, super friendly guy. Whenever I talk to him, super nice guy. So the fact that he got uh, a chance to get in there through the qualifiers is pretty exciting. Just a really He's good also- lineup. Sorry to cut you off. He's also the one to uh, tell you when Blade is not showing up for tournaments. Yeah, so he gave me a few heads <laughs> up. He's like, he's back on the drink, so you might want to... He did give me a heads up. So, uh, yeah, no, really great guy. Really good uh, lineup. The Great Wall, yeah. obviously a great run in Dust League. And now, hopefully, he continues that into um, the big-time tournament, which is DreamHack. Star-shaped. Yeah. Um, Neutron. Side. The Undead players. Um, like, this closed qualifier could easily be a main event. Get, get, taking away like foggy happy x lord vortex you know what i mean but like this lineup is stacked yeah it's a little sad that Juan can't play because he is it's just so many crazy surrounds recently he's doing his very very best in meisterschaft but uh working comes between him and dreamhack so that is really really unfortunate that's the downside but yeah uh we also had to replace vancor so we had two extra slots here and i think this is where we already dive into the nitty-gritty of this episode because as hyped as we all are for the close qualifiers and and for the lineups we of course got an amazing lineup in america and asia as well but we can talk about this later maybe um the open qualifier process and the following tiebreaker process was not the best work that ESL has ever done. I love the guys. I love working with these guys. Uh, made some cool friends in the last season, but that wasn't the greatest start of all time into the season. Ricky, what happened? Yeah, so a, so a lot happened. Um, they, a lot of players, obviously, like you said, like Juan, a lot of players need to work. They're not 17, 15-year-old kids anymore. We do have other commitments outside of Warcraft 3. Unfortunately, it would I would love to just be able to pull everyone, all the best talent, and be able to have them play Wednesday to Sunday, but that's not the case. So we do have players dropping out. Um, so in the qualifiers, qualifier number one and qualifier number two, for both regions, I believe, um, they were taking um, certain players from, or two players from each qualifier. So on a Saturday, Sunday, qualifier one for NA, NEU, and then qualifier one took two players. And then the next day, qualifier two took another two players. Um, now for dropouts, for the tiebreakers and how players would get into it, um, ESL, nor well, not even ESL, anyone normally might take qualifier number one and qualifier number two and have them do decider matches if they both, you know, let's say there's four players or whatever. I'm not sure how you would do it. Um, ESL instead decided to just take the runners-up from Qualifier 2 and have them play decider matches. And in turn, in doing so, they completely neglected the storyline from Qualifier number 1, and those players just didn't get in, which sparked a little bit of controversy, obviously a lot of debate, because there's really good players from Qualifier 1 uh, that didn't get in, for example... Zico, Paladin, uh, Johnny Cage, and Terror. Johnny Cage um, is qualified, but yeah. Ah, f- ah, from the first. Yeah, he, uh, from the first, right? So, yeah, so, yeah. From the fir- yeah, from the first. Okay. So um, let's just assume that he didn't. Uh, Paladin, Johnny Cage, Terror, and Zico. Um, they played Qualifier 1, and forever, for whatever reason, maybe they couldn't play Qualifier 2. Um, maybe they only had time to take off work for the, the first day, whatever. Um, so ESL just decided to take... Qualifier number two. 
And some of these invites as well, uh, Neo, for were based on EPT points from last season. Um, so some of these players that got directly invited to the closed were players that were highly ranked from last season's uh, EPT run, which we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, because in NA, that's it's definitely controversial um, with the whole Anaheim thing. But uh, so there was that. So what happened was they did decider matches for qualifier two players in the tiebreaker, which of course we see is Biko beating Ido and uh, Death Note two winning Lover. So Death Note and Biko go in, and then for NA, I believe it was AEB against Ghost. Um, they were the two farthest from qualifier number two. So AEB was able to beat Ghost, and AEB took the spot the spot for NA. Um, I think the reason why this is so confusing is because. Sometimes they're using the EPT points rankings to invite players. And then at a certain point, they stopped and used the qualifiers. Um, and they just used qualifier two. And a lot of people are like, well, <laughs> what about qualifier number one? And I actually got an answer for that because for the most part, they were just being very, nobody was really answering anything. Um, they were just saying, well, you know, we use ESL regulation rules and I, I didn't know where they were. Um, but basically the logic behind using, uh, qualifier number two, as opposed to amalgamation of qualifier number one and qualifier number two, or just simply going back down the list of EPT points from last season. Cause they could have just said, well, you know, a player dropped out from the EPT invites. Well, let's just keep going down the list. Um, instead they decided that, well, I don't want to paraphrase, but their logic was if you were a runner up in qualifier number one, then you are most likely going to be a favorite in qualifier number two. And if not qualified close. So we just used qualifier number two because they should already include qualifier number one's runner ups anyway, which on paper does make sense. Like if I see a player that's really close, like if deuce beats pride in qualifier number one, I'm going to go, well, pride probably makes it in qualifier number two, but there's a lot of factors. Like what if he doesn't play qualifier number two? What if uh, it's not always the case that you get deep runs in the second qualifier that involve the same players? And uh, caliber-wise, that was the, obviously not true. Because um, Ghost and AEB are not, for example, the strongest players in NA. But their, their deep run in qualifier 2 got them the tiebreaker slot. As opposed to EPT point players that played throughout the whole last season that got neglected. And as opposed to qualifier number 1 players that are probably ranked higher, probably even have EPT points more than AEB and Ghost, but they just, they're vic they're guilty of just playing qualifier number one. Um, and the same thing happened with Europe. And in my opinion, a bit of a miscalculation. And I don't know if it's lack of knowledge of the scene or ju them just wanting to get a quick answer, them on time constraints, and they just need to get something out. But, uh, yeah, definitely not the right response. Are you done with your five-minute monologue? Yeah, you told me to break it down. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, that, that is pretty much the situation indeed. So where all of this begins, where all the problems begin, where all, basically also the drama begins, is more than one year ago, and that's at Anaheim. 
At Anaheim, you got an absurd amount of EPT points that are still, to some degree, important today. They were important, of course, throughout the entire season 2020, where people who signed up for Anaheim or were there definitely made a top 12 run, and there was an absurd amount of points already that got them a good advantage throughout the 2020 season. So, with that in mind, I was kind of hoping for a system that completely scratches all the points of 2020 because it was so flawed. Didn't really happen. And so there's this rad's tale now where, of course, the invites are based on the EPT points. And I think that's kind of fair because uh, top 16 um, pretty much got invited, right? Top 8 for the main uh, season and and, and 9 to 16 for the close qualifier. So top 16, you can make a top 16 if you play all three regions, even if you didn't make it to Anaheim. Um, but it's also involving the seedings for the open qualifiers. And I think that is already pretty bad because like we saw second round matches, Terra versus Little DC. That's not supposed to be a first round match. That's supposed to be a decider match at best. And because the EPT points were influencing the seedings so much, The entire bracket was between heaven and hell, in my opinion, especially in Europe. I don't know if it was the case in America to this degree, but in Europe, it was definitely noticeable. Uh, Edo had some hard runs. Like, we saw Edo and Dice also first-round match. Like, what the heck? Or or Dice and Cash third-round match. Um, Doesn't really work that way. If you know... Like, I understand that this is a standard ESL procedure, but maybe... You just scratch that for once. Like, okay, Anaheim flawed everything. Let's go for clean cut. Let's either exclude Anaheim, which could have been done, or take a look at all the cups that were played last year, because that's a good indicator, right? Who played a lot of cups, uh, who got far. That would have helped a dice, an Edo, for example. So... From the ground up, these qualifiers were very, very flawed. I think um, this isn't the right approach. I agree that they want to standardize a lot because that makes things a lot easier in the long run. But for Warcraft 3, we all know we're really special. I mean, just look at you. You are really special. Um, Take up results into account or do as everyone does and take the ELO ranking of Warcraft 3 info. Then you get the fairest seedings you can possibly ever get. Okay, I don't... I just, I agree with a lot of what you said, but, I mean, the War, War 3 info rankings, no, absolutely not. Um, then we'd see Ted in the Asia when he doesn't play anymore. Um, I think... Um, well, that's the so th- one example where it's probably not great. But how but can you, you make better to it? You either stick to it or you don't. And if it's flawed, I mean, that's a flawed system. I wouldn't use those. Here's the issue. Here's the what, issue. What do ESL, you do? You rig everything. Come on. Yeah, I rig everything. So let me tell you the script, okay? Here's the issue. Is last year, we went to Anaheim with the idea that there was going to be a Swedish offline tournament, a Melbourne offline tournament, and I think Amsterdam, right? So four circuits. And um, what they... Yeah, Rotterdam, right? Um so what they did was Anaheim was, it did happen. 
And then COVID happened and shut down all offline events. And the scaling of the points did not change, meaning that Anaheim events got huge points um, and they did impact the qualifiers that are going to happen this weekend. So 14 months later, a player that just showed up to Anaheim in 2020 February is going to play in the NA closed qualifier. And that's mnemonic. And we'll talk about that in a second. And we'll talk about why this is a problem. Um, so what happened was people went to Anaheim, which is totally fu- great. We had a great offline tournament. People had some good runs um, and they got points from that as they should have. But then COVID happened and then ESL quickly decided we can't do Sweden, Rotterdam and Melbourne anymore. We're going to do online tournaments. And they did not scale the points of those circuits to correlate with Anaheim because Mnemonic, I, who I think... I got it right here. Got 225 EPT points for coming top 24. The 20, I think that was top 12. He made it out of the first group stage. Was it top 12? So it wasn't the final eight, but it was the one right before. It was the qualifier match to get into the quarterfinals. Yeah. Okay. So he got 225 EPT points for that. Um, Let me look which, that up, actually, before we talk shit here. Um, yeah, okay. Mnemonic did... He did yeah. get 225, because I'm looking right at it. Yeah, he did 9 to 12. So, uh, second group stage, and then he survived one round. So, that's lower bracket final of the second group stage. He won okay. against Carson, by the way, 2-0. Hell yeah, that's a big win. That's a big <laughs> dub. Um, so, let me just put that in perspective for you. So, Mnemonic's top 12 run at an offline event, like Anaheim, netted him 225 points. Insup came top three in each summer, fall, and winter circuit and got 80, 100, and 120, which added up together is 300. So for playing three circuits and getting top three, Insup got 300 points. Mnemonic got 225 points for Anaheim. That is an issue. And I think you're absolutely right that they should have either scaled the circuits to give more points that maybe a summer and a fall top three add up to more than that so that eventually you can overthrow the Anaheim points. But a player like Ark, who got 225 points as well, he really thrived from that um, because he's right away in the main event. And that 225 was the difference between Kiwi or Insup going there and Ark having to play the close qualifier this uh, this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's that's the second issue that is definitely the issue in the american region i think yes uh, is that anaheim gave way too many points and they did not scale the circuits accordingly to either overthrow them or balance them out i mean coming top three in three of these circuits should definitely net you much more than a top 12 or whatever um in a tournament like that i mean you could argue it or not but the, i the mean to be the, very very fair to arc he did play all the other seasons as well and he got uh fifth to sixth so always very close to the top four but insub always had better results when he was in the same tournament as arc yeah and insub's only guilty of not being able to go to anaheim for whatever reason um no because passport. i'm pretty sure yeah so he doesn't have a passport but i'm pretty sure if he went to anaheim he would have he would have done great it's not the point that maybe he would have flopped that's not the point though the point is that anaheim's points gave out way too many points yeah. and other players during the circuit couldn't keep up 
Um, it, despite if they played all three, which by the way is a huge time constraint, is a lot of days off work, is much more than a weekend in Anaheim. That's for sure. Um, especially considering I think Mnemonic only did Friday, Saturday. He was out by Saturday night. So <laughs> it's a little bit, uh, it's just, they didn't scale it properly. And when you have a system like this, and we all told them that the Anaheim points needed to be adjusted. And I think they even did adjust them. Mm-hmm. They added 20 points each circuit, but it wasn't enough because when when we added it all up at the end of the year, oh, Mnemonic still has more points than Saron, Deuce. I think Duck as well? He has more points than Duck. He has more points than players that played consistently throughout the, throughout the whole year. Yeah. Um, and in fact, some of those players aren't going to be in. Saron and Seiso, not only did they play the circuits, but they played in the qualifiers and they still didn't get in. Um, and you can argue, well, they should have just qualified forehead. But uh, the, the point is, the point is that Mnemonic got through this weekend with EPT points from last season. Yeah. And and here's another issue is they used a tiebreaker from qualifier two, like we suggested earlier from the, the DreamHack summer qualifiers. They picked the two runner ups from qualifier two and those two determined the tiebreaker slot for incinerator who also would have made it through based on his Anaheim performance. But declined the uh, the the spot or didn't respond to them. I'm not too sure. So I think the argument is also why are we using AEB versus Ghost from DreamHack Summer Qualifier Two as a tiebreaker as opposed to simply just going back down the EPT list of who's next, which I believe would have been. Let me just let me just get it up here. It would have been after Incinerator. It would have been Boo, and then after Boo, it would have been OC, and then after OC, it would have been Saron. And then after Saron, it would have been Carson. But uh, <laughs> I mean, but um, but I, I the issue is they're flippy floppy a lot. They use yeah. qualifiers here. They used EPT points there. They used decider matches here, and nothing was ever made clear until after the fact when we look at the grid and we see Mnemonics in the close qualifier. Who the fuck is that guy? And Dude, he's a super nice guy. No, Can no, no. I know, I know, I know. I know. It's, he's I one know, of my. Beloved Twitter followers here. I love Mnemonic. Um, but so, the point, you know, but the point is really who the fuck is that guy? Because if you weren't following all of last year, he didn't play. Um, and I think that's a huge problem. And they ESL definitely dropped the ball on this. They didn't scale the points. They didn't take into consideration how this would impact today's or this weekend's qualifiers. Mnemonic is going to play in this, the DreamHack summer based on a performance he did 14 months ago that wasn't even very good. Dude, he beat Carson 2-0. Carson wasn't a player then. Also, I don't think beating Carson, a caster, should qualify you to be in yeah, the anyway, top eight of it. I kind of want to disagree with something. Like... The, the replacements, I don't think you should go by EPT points. Um, if that happens, you should then go by qualifier results as well because th- then the same thing can happen twice. Like, uh, the replacement could, of course, be Mnemonic. It could be a guy like Mnemonic who showed up to Anaheim and got the points because of that. If you go with the first qualifier and the second qualifier combined, you actually get people who are playing now and who are good now it would be like from qualifier one say so and uh, sword puppy 
aka Mythos, aka yeah. RT, so RTS that's Live. fine. So like that that, that would have been on, better. Hold on, hold on. But we actually hold got on. like the worst of both worlds. It feels hold, like. hold on. So that's fine performance wise, but I just mean in terms of consistency. Like if Mnemoniker is going to be in anyway, and a lot of players are going. Yeah, to you be don't in get anyway. my point then. Yeah, but I they're mean, in anyway. Yeah, if you so go by EPT points, no, 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 no. If you go by EPT points, the next guy that replaces Incinerator due to EPT points could be another guy like Mnemonic who just showed up to Anaheim. Yeah, but then it's written in stone. You the points mattered. At least it's consistent. Why is it now we're using EPT points and Mnemonic's in, but for some reason we're going to use Qualifier Two? to decide another slot like i think it should just be a, cons a lot of people could argue what what's better but i think if you're going to use ept points so so hugely then it should just be consistent at least people would understand it better that way because now you're saying okay well the ept points are fine here but for this map for this player who declined through ept points we're going to take the runner up from this random qualifier and we're going to use a them. random qualifier. Okay. This well, in terms of using qualifier one to qualifier two, it's a random one. Why <laughs> it's kind of, you know, like, yeah, they, and, they and, gave and, a story to that. And I think, as I said, their system works. If you have proper seedings for both qualifiers, which is not the case or which was not the case because the seedings were flawed at the start. If you have proper seedings from the beginning for the open qualifiers, then their narrative works and you actually get the best players in the round of eight probably twice. But because the best players eliminate each other in round two and round three pretty much, uh, you get very, very flawed results. So in my opinion, all this EPT point or qualifier thing wouldn't be such a big issue if not for the bad seedings in the open qualifier right at the start. But NA's qualifier seedings were based off EPT points, whereas Europe's not. Exactly. Yeah, it was. That's no, but the th issue. That's consistency then. That's fine. That's bad. Well, in terms of, yeah, it's not up to date. It's bad. But they're not expected to go through the scene and be like, oh, this say-so this say is better than this guy. Maybe EPT points are the factor. That's what had the Hitman Cruncher best of five. That's what had the top five in Europe. It's yeah. always been EPT points. I do agree if not for Anaheim. If yeah, they take th only the online seasons, I definitely agree. But if mm. Anaheim is still part of the EPT point table that they use for the qualifiers, then there's a flaw again. I agree. And I think they should have scaled the circuits better throughout the year so that Anaheim wouldn't matter. But or they didn't. And, An and Anaheim does. I agree. I agree. Um, d but does that spill over to Asia? Because does that screw Focus out with his big run in Anaheim? Does that screw anybody else out? Maybe. So it's well, a slippery slope. Asia is like, another story, dude. <laughs> it's it's a slippery slope, though. You know, like, I'm okay with including Anaheim as long as you um, scale up the important circuits, which were fall, summer, and, and winter. And they didn't do that. And we thought, we just gave them benefit of the doubt that these points would just even out and you know anaheim wouldn't matter so much once we get into june and july and august and uh, september but i mean with the circuits over and we're like damn that player from 14 months ago with his not so deep run but got more points than players that played <laughs> everything but dude last year. imagine if he shows up and like actually has a crazy good performance tomorrow. Oh, what is it? I, tw I tweeted at him like I'm rooting for you, buddy. I'm Dude, I said the, I said the same at Discord to him. Like he showed me a, 
uh, I think a picture of uh, Back to Warcraft hoodie and stuff. He constantly tweets stuff at us. He's great. Dude, if he ha has a miraculous lord, I'm going so batshit crazy on this man. <laughs> It would be nice. Yeah, it was. It was just really. It was really just misguided, and I don't think the yeah. communication was clear. And they kept saying, "Well, you know, oh, ESL yeah. regulation rules." Oh. And I don't. Yeah. Speaking of communication, I don't know. Did, did, were you involved somehow in the tiebreaker schedule thing between Kiwi and Arc? Because <laughs> Kiwi um, did some. No, that's another thing. Nobody told us. I, I'm. We're supposed to be casting the qualifiers, and we have important tiebreakers. And I actually didn't hear anything. And I messaged Insup, which I never like doing. And I had to say, hey, Insup, who's going through? You or Kiwi? Because the website, the Liquipedia page, because I didn't know what the ESL page was at the time. I said, the Liquipedia says that Kiwi's gone through. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. We're playing a, a decider match on Monday. And this was Saturday's qualifier number one. And I'm like, oh. nobody told us shit. So it's Saturday. I'm about to start uh, qualifier number one with Carson. And I reached out myself because nobody would tell me anything to have Insup say, oh, no, we're playing a, a best of five decider on Monday. And well, nobody told me about Monday. Do I have to clear my schedule? Is this being casted? Is it not being casted? Does anyone give a shit? Because I think, it's a it well, I think it's a huge match. Nobody told any of us. And uh, not only did that, I thought it, Kiwi was going through if I didn't ask in subs, there's just no communication. Yeah, side was streaming eventually. Um, I, I I didn't see it either. Same for <laughs> the Euro tiebreaker. I didn't know that this is a thing until I think the first game was already played and Death Note was already in the so-called final. <laughs> and then I made jokes that, okay, it's one human and three undead and the human is obviously winning this thing. And people corrected me like, eh... Yeah, he doesn't have to win. He's already through. And like, what the fuck? Where there's a final? It's only Vancouver dropping out, right? And they're like, uh, we think so, but we don't know. But the admin told Death Note that he doesn't have to play the final, so he's through. We're like, what the hell? Are they having seventeen players in this close qualifier? Make no sense. So nobody knew that Juan wouldn't be playing. Nobody knew about the tiebreaker. Would have loved to cast it. Like, it's super important matches. It was, uh, yeah. It's kind the beginning of, of a brand new story, too. It's the beginning of a brand new story. Like, like AEB playing Ghost would have loved to cast it because what if AEB has a deep run? And it's yeah. really just like, well, how did he get in there? Nobody knows. Um, yeah, it, it's just a big shit show. And so, just, uh, it couldn't have been... Like, it can't be that hard to figure out. And you don't even need a lot of scene knowledge, which I, I don't think the ESL admins do have. Um, and I'm not speaking about all of them, but just the ones that do make decisions. Obviously, they don't know the scene very well, which is fine. You're an admin. You don't necessarily need to know that this player is probably rank 8 and this player is probably rank 32. Um, but the, the issue does come with the decision-making last minute, and it's not consistent like right away, the EPT points judged who makes it into the qualifiers. When the qualifiers did happen for open, those seedings in that qualifier were based on EPT points. For example, Hunter was ranked 28. 
Is he ranked 28 in NA? No, but he had no APT points. It was made very clear that if you did not have APT points, you're going to get randomized and you have to build yourself up because you have nothing going for you. It was made very clear. And say so, Deuce, Saron, they all had high seedings as they should have because they had high EPT points. All of that was made perfectly clear. What's very confusing is just we use EPT points here, but we're not going to use it there. And I think if, if Incinerator or Mnemonic dropped out, obviously the right choice would be to go to the qualifiers and, and yeah. have qualifier one and qualifier two, those runner-ups play and then figure out the match. Obviously, that would be best for in terms of up-to-date, in terms of who's even playing right now. But in terms of consistency, why would you use qualifier two when you've been using EPT points the whole time? Just go back down the list at that point. By and I'm way, getting really blurry. <laughs> the more you talk, whoa, you're gone. There you go. Um yeah, speak, last thing from me about the seedings. European Open Qualifier number two, seeding number eight, Gucci Mane. I know you, lo you know a lot of people in the scene. You know a lot of players. You're always scouting for talent. But prior to this, did you ever, ever, ever hear of Gucci Mane? Except no. the rapper. No, I don't even, I don't know who that is. So... Just a couple of players who were seated behind him. Biko, uh, Scud, who else was there? Tom, Krolu, Lil DC, Ido, Zyko. I have like, no idea what this is. Obviously, from. the Europe. So, Europe was treated differently than NA because right now Cash is seated number one, and I don't know why Cash is seated number one because I don't think oh, he, he has he, he he played a lot of seasons. Uh, he got points for sure. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll maybe that's I'm, that's maybe the I'm black sheep. Like Gucci Mane is for sure the black sheep here. I have no idea what happened there. Maybe. Okay, so everything else something. seems to so, be seated, but for some reason Gucci Mane got eight. Does everyone else seem okay? Uh, like yeah, Lil, as far as Johnny I Cage see, three number four is. Uh, yeah, yeah. The rest was good. The good thing is, um, admins acknowledge that this is not too great, and the best thing is that from next qualifier on. Anaheim doesn't count anymore. 2020 doesn't count anymore. So it's all about uh, what's happening this year. Of course, a little unfortunate for everybody who was in, uh, who was affected for the summer season. Okay, so they actually decided that come fall, it'll just be the qualifiers and from summer's results, that's it? Yeah, that's, that was always the case. That was always the plan. Okay, okay, yeah, good. But I mean, f fuck, I mean, it was, it's only one event. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> like, well, holy like shit, dude. One third. Like, dude, we're you got a lot of smart minds. 40 minutes on this. Like, there's uh, a lot of smart minds in the scene, though. They could have asked anyone else's opinion, and we would have given them the same thing that everyone wanted, either consistency or just be fair, because they totally fucked the qualifier number one players. And I know lots of players in NA that played qualifier number one, but they had to work either both days and they took one day off to just to be a part of it. And then it's like, no, we're just going to use qualifier number two. And the qualifier number two reason does make sense, assuming everyone always participates. Because I would agree, the runners up from qualifier one are either going to qualify number two or be close. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, you could have just looked at the qualifier and said, oh, this isn't the case at all. Maybe we should take another angle. But, <laughs> like, yeah, just none of that was done. And people did get fucked over. And there's a lot of players that we're just not going to see in the circuit because they're guilty of either playing qualifier number one or not going to Anaheim now. <laughs> like, just like Still, huge, yeah. 
huge differences. And it's still gonna be a great circuit, though. And to be honest, especially for the main event, this will all probably not matter a bit. Well, of course not. In the grand scheme, Happy's still gonna win a forehead. Um, if Grubby, Grubby, if Grubby was playing, he'd win. But uh, no, I think it'll still be great. I think um, there's some good stories. Obviously, Cruncher, Hitman, Foggy, Happy. There's Vortex, Happy. A lot of good stories. And there's new faces, man. New blood, new strategies. Starbuck, The Great Wall. All of these guys with really weird styles. Um, it's like a new re-energized uh, season. Yeah. At least it feels like that for me. It's a little worrying when you look at uh, the number of signups for these qualifiers. They were announced way in advance in early December, I think. And across the board, numbers dropped. That is no big surprise. I think the Reforged hype uh, is, of course, over. But, for example, Europe for summer 2020 had 100 signups for a qualifier. Now it's like 50, so cut in half. Asia is even worse. America is kind of stable, which is pretty cool. Uh... But yeah, I'm, this is really interesting to me because pl uh, the player number on War 3 Champions is constantly rising for a long time and still goes up. The, the stonks are good. But for these qualifiers, that wasn't represented at all. Um, could be a time issue. Could be scheduling i know that dreamhack likes to do the wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday routine and yeah, but i know, mean the, not... the qualifiers are saturday sunday yeah okay so there's no excuse there um i don't know everyone's situation i think it's weird right there's there's a big big chunk of players that love to play but they don't want to compete and that's an issue we're having why do like you say these hundreds of players want to play War 3 Champions, super active in the gym discords or whatever discord they're in, love Warcraft 3, but when something fun and competitive comes in, they're not in the bracket. And and that's with competitive players too. You know, like uh, I had to tell Hunter about this tournament or he wasn't going to play. That's a fact. Well, Hunter. Um, Hunter is a very special case. You can tell him the time and the date. You can set an alarm for him. You can call him and he will still forget to sign up. Great guy though. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I think um, that that's an issue, and that's like a question for the ages, man. How do we get people to compete and sign up, and how do we get? I know there's maybe eighty to a hundred players in NA. How do we get them all into this bracket? How do we show the numbers that we have? Because fuck me, you look at Asia and you look at Europe, and you're like, this game's dead. If you're an outsider looking at it, you're like, there's thirty signups for Asia. There was like ten. There was, like, no, like, no, not even, man. First qualifier was seven. Second, seven. Second qualifier was four. So everybody who signed up got a spot. That's fucking crazy. That I is think crazy to me. There's there's quite some competition at the moment in Asia, of course, because uh, TD and Infi, TH and Fly, they're all running events. So there's a lot of stuff out. And uh, I think they have no... Asian advertisement, really. And I think you can only sign up with the VPN, especially from China. So the Koreans are all here. Uh, most of them are already qualified, of course. But I think, especially the Chinese, having a hard time signing up for this. And I really hope they tackle this. I, of, of course, addressed it. And I put this into uh, very, very capable hands. So I hope we see bigger numbers for, for fall 
and winter. But yeah, once again, in the grand scheme of things, uh, for the world championship later, this won't matter too much. But yeah, this they they must have seen the writing on the wall. Like this was kind of the development we saw from from summer to fall to winter in all the seasons. And I don't know if too much was done about it. Um, I really like the advertisement and the social channels they do for Europe and America, though, like Twitter uh, and Facebook. They're really well done. Good graphics, good timings, everything announced in advance, all the important dates in the tweets. So if you want to get the information, you get the information. But we come to another point here. Walker players are freaking lazy. They are, man. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much they just, like... I don't even know what they want. Like, um, the dates for all this was laid out so far in advance. And, uh, some players are still like, wait, what? It's at 5 PM this weekend. Like I got to work. And it's like, dude, you were told you were at least notified like a month and a half ago. You could have made arrangements with players. Just don't care. And like, as for the Chinese, um, players not being announced, it's kind of hard, right? Cause they don't have Twitter. They don't have Facebook. They don't have Instagram. Um, they do have TikTok, but <laughs> they don't, uh, but I think, um, you know, they need kind of like that, like you guys back to Warcraft, you guys do the posting. You guys are the news. If ESL Warcraft doesn't post it or whatever they do, you guys are right on it with the retweet and that's how people get the news out. But I don't think there is like a back to Warcraft in China because everyone has their own agenda. Well, that's kind of like War 3 Station. Yeah. War 3 Station. Yeah. But then what happened? Did nobody, did they get the memo, but nobody played or did War 3 Station drop the ball there? I know that there's the Ted, he's got his own thing, InfiTH and they, they have their own thing, but I think they're just in a streaming war right now. I really don't think they give a shit about events because they're just building their own brands. Well, so, they are all casting the ESL Cups on Monday. Oh, that's good. But I just mean like, I don't think there's like, um, I don't think there's like a back to Warcraft for Asia, it's War 3 Station, but somebody dropped the ball because I don't know who to contact. I don't know the forums. I don't know where the Reddit post is for them or where people are looking. Um, I have no idea. And, you know, there's a lot of good names, capable people, you know, um, that we deal with all the time that deal with China directly. So, um, yeah, I mean, Open Cups, it's free money, man. And, like, I know... I think ESL Asia, <laughs> this is the craziest part. ESL Asia with seven signups is still more entertaining than Europe and NA. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just. What? Say it. What the fuck? Why? Because uh, the caliber is so good. The caliber is so good. I, you have no idea what you're talking about, dude. The games. I don't seven signups: Focus versus Thunder, Michael Chamiko, Colorful Side, Fish and Sock, Sock Colorful, Focus Chamiko. Wait, that, Focus that is Open final. Cup. That is that is that is Open Cup, not Open Qualifier. Oh yeah, the qualifiers obviously were a disaster if only four players sign up. But uh, I think we're just ah, talking cups, about sign up. We're ah. just talking about signups in general. Signups in general, right? Yeah, obviously, up, the, yeah. the the qualifier signups for NA were very good. Thanks Brazil and the the <laughs> Two, Europe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, Europe signups are are flattening, but decent. But they're they are going. They're obviously less than last year. Um, yeah, obviously four players signing up: Angshi and Alice and Shishi. I think they just got through with Thunder. I think they just got through just by signing up. That's obviously a disaster. Um, but if they did play, it would still be good games. So let's get 15, 20 of the Asian players, and then it's a success. You know. Um, do the Asians really have better things to do? 
than a DreamHack qualifier? It seems like it. What the hell is going on over in Asia? I want a piece of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. There's a, a three-on-three competition. There was Ted Cup that weekend for $12,000 with a huge oh. bracket. Well, there you go. You got people the conflict of interest. Like that was, <laughs> Ted, that was, Ted doesn't give a shit about Dream, dream was, Like Ted Cup was, uh, yeah. That that I think that 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 hurt the Dream Act qualifiers quite a bit. But yeah, um, man, we're fifteen minutes in. Is there anything else we can talk about? I think like that's that's kind of done. We're going into the close qualifiers tomorrow, and the matches are amazing. Uh, to sum this up, I can tell you the matches we will be doing in Asia and Europe. We decided that already. So there is a branch. Um, it's double elimination with sixteen players. So you have to win two matches, and then you're qualified. If you lose two matches, you're out. Uh, there is a branch with Fortitude, 15 Sway, Angshi, and Mikael. So that's going to be our branch uh, for that tournament. And then we'll see on day two what we do. In Europe, we decide to go for a like, star-studded round of 16 between Cash, Star-Shaped, Starbuck, and Ente. This is going to be bangers. I think Todd will be streaming as well. And then on day two, once again, uh, we'll see what we do. Did you pick matches for America already? I think the matches are laid out. The Liquipedia should be updated. Yeah, uh, I mean, what, what you are streaming. Ah, I think Carson's streaming, right? You're working or something? Uh, day one, I am not there. Yep. <sighs> day so two, sad. I'm there. Where's the passion, um, Ricky? <laughs> Don't do that. But <laughs> I do. <laughs> Seriously. Then yeah, what, if I could, if I when could I got to know you in Anaheim, there was more passion in you. Oh, you think I'm it's flatting? It's because of I'm all the money it? you get now, right? With this you podcast. You think I'm losing that spark? You think the yeah. money's changed me? I'm losing my so. my uh, my grind? My uh, Yeah, no. Oh, you um, see those dollar bills now. True. True. <laughs> I mean, we're all doing very well. <laughs> we're all doing very well. Uh, Flipping thank burgers. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so, in sub, I don't know if you're pulling that up or, or not, but... Um, uh, oh, I can I don't know what matches that they're going to do. I assume, uh, are they two going on at once? I don't even know the, what the They'll all be is. played at the same time. Okay, you have obviously no idea. Carson will pick some matches. Duck and Hunter, super interesting. Insup, uh, of course, well, the Pride's big not playing. favorite there. A, B, and Do's also cool. So maybe we follow, uh, they will follow the run of Mnemonic. We will definitely be there. Cast all of this for you. And then we come to probably our last topic for the day. Channel point prediction is a thing that you guys love and every single caster hates so much. So, little insight on how the production work when we do this. We have this little tool that you see on our streams where all the names are we putting in and then the bottom you see what matches already happened and what matches will come up next and you gotta go, like, you have to prepare that that's quite a bit then you have to fiddle with obs to switch scenes uh to be on the right scene to bring you some information for example about the players or about the bracket or you have to scan twitter if something is coming up there plus you have to check discord if something is coming up for the tournament for example are you missing game names is the admin telling something is a player going to take a break because then you can take a break as well and of course, you have to talk during all of that and join games of all of that. So on top of all of that, plus social media work that we usually do, 
there's this thing called channel points where you had super fun, but guys, as a broadcaster, this is the one thing that's a little bit too much to do in short time. So our mods are aware that you love this. And if the mods are around to open and close the predictions, they will do it. They know, we know how much you love this. We want to give it to you, but sometimes it just doesn't work out workload wise. So please reduce the frequency of asking for this. And especially once the game is over, don't spam channel points immediately. This is really frustrating and annoying and grinds all of our gears. It definitely, it takes away from our experience to like host a good show when we end a game and all we hear is give me my fucking points. Um, pay them out, pay them like next, next prediction. What's next? Like it's, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Um, some of our mods are doing a great job, by the way. Courageous. Um, huge ups to courageous. Yeah. He, uh, some of these guys are doing amazing work. Um, because I used to just say, fuck it. I'm doing one prediction. Who wins the series? You guys got five minutes and that's it. So if game two hits, you missed it in game one. I just said, fuck it. But you know, some of these mods are doing like map by map predictions and uh dude people just gotta stop giving a shit man like we're trying and we know you like it and we know you like it it gets you guys involved um we know but you guys gotta stop giving a shit if we miss one man because there's just so many moving parts and we're trying um but the amount of shit is just getting way too much yeah that's kind of like this of course that's things you don't know uh probably you don't know how much we do in a break, for example. I think Ugri said the not even an octopus could do this because that it is a lot of stuff at the same time. And sometimes it 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 will work and sometimes not. And we try our very best to bring you channel point predictions. And if there's no channel point predictions, then hey, apply as a mod and maybe you can do it next time. But of course you have to uh, behave for that, which is also kind of hard for a certain amount of people. That's it for the week, eh, Ricky? Yeah, I think we definitely wanted to touch on, obviously, DreamHack coming up this weekend. Uh, guys, by the time you hit the next podcast, it will be, uh, will already be, it'll already be done because uh, this is going to get released on the 29th. But, uh, yep, I hope you guys are enjoying DreamHack. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. And um, I, I think it's very important to touch on this because uh, it was a big storyline. A lot of players kind of missed out on... on uh, on some opportunity there and a little bit of uh, I'm good I'm glad they're not following up with the EPT points from last season going forward so hopefully after this great summer which I think it will be a great summer to yeah. circuit um, we can just start to get into just good old competition yeah. and uh, and have a really good year and you know like I said uh, thanks to e- the ESL again for putting on a great uh, sorry we hosed you throughout this hour but uh, um, thanks for putting on a great event as always and you know I'm looking forward to it definitely yeah, especially when it comes to the round of 16, then when the uh, season really starts and it is about the top 10 players who makes it to China at the end of the year, we will all forget about this qualifier thing. Nobody, okay, some people will remember because some people remember everything, but in like it won't matter. And yeah, maybe one or two people will complain because it dropped them an opportunity, but uh, same is true for one who can't do it due to work. And uh, sometimes shit happens i hope 
you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy this a week early because uh, we do all of this because A, we like each other so much, B, we like you guys so much, and C, because uh, our Patreon says so. So uh, the Back to Warcraft Patreon is up here on patreon.com slash back to warcraft uh, you can sign up for this five different tiers are available at the moment from tomato at two euro a month up to midas up to 50 euro a month for the big support the golden gold is obviously reserved for mr knubberquakes uh, you can also pay annually to save yourself 10% you get access to exclusive discord channels and get of course the supporter role there you get access to this very podcast one week in advance via audio and video uh, you can take part in the weekly Q&A which I didn't forget about that at all I will touch on that uh, for the coach uh, session you get monthly music and movie recommendations by Carson me and Remo also of course prioritized plus monthly custom game evenings those happen next week maybe a quick sign up um Replay analysis twice a week, a shout out at the end of the stream. And if you want to be very, very generous, we have a limited amount of Midas supporters where you get private coaching by Remo and Carson in Warcraft, by me in OBS, and uh, maybe you can get a one-on-one -on -one talk with Ricky or something. Plus, of course, the Back to Warcraft VIP. So there was a question because last uh, time we talked about st streaming and producing and all that stuff, and we said it's very important to have a schedule. I stand by that. The question was, um, what's the most up-to-date? Because we have schedules on our homepage, back to warcraft.com, on Twitch, there's a function to look up a schedule, and of course we have our socials. So what's the most up-to-date? What's more accurate? What do we feed? So the number one thing, always homepage, that's done the most in advance, um, and the most accurate, this is what I pay a lot of attention to. Then, of course, socials. We try to do a weekly schedule, we try to do a daily schedule, but of course, if we stream, you see it there. Um, and this will be better in the future, I promise. Twitch schedule. I kind of neglect that. I set that up every once in a while, but don't trust the Twitch schedule. I'm trying to be better, I promise. I will try, but I can't promise that, that it will work. I don't even know what the Twitch schedule is. What is that? Is that like in the about? <laughs> yeah, man. It's 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 like an about section, but it says schedule. So you can set oh, up your I own I would schedule. definitely... I think like we actively like give each other shit if that website is not updated. Like the website schedule is the most prioritized. Yeah. Um, minus like an impromptu stream, which I think you did with Todd's tag team the other day with the yeah. moon and minus anything that's like super last minute. And we're just jumping on it, which is actually bonus for you guys. Um, the event is at least 24 hours to not 48 hours updated. So if there's something Saturday, you're going to know Thursday. I would always check back to warcraft.com. Check that schedule. If you don't see anything the next day, chances are there's nothing. Because if there was something, we would have marked that down. Yeah. The website is your go-to, in my opinion. We actively go out of our way to make sure that website is updated for you guys. Um, the website is the number one. And it's so good to actually have a, a, a super updated website. I would use that, guys. If you want to know what stream's going on, um, check the website. Or if not, you know, check the Twitch side ticker because we're already live. <laughs> by that time or social media as well but uh for anything coming up 
well in advance, obviously social media, but for like this week, okay, today it's Thursday. What's tomorrow? I would check right now and, uh, and, and see. So I would, I would use the website, True my that. personal opinion. Next week, we're going to talk a, a lot about the War 3 Champions finals that are coming up on the 29th of, uh, the 30th of April plus the first two days of May, which is also Ricky's birthday we're still gonna celebrate war three champions season six finals gonna be global finals we have the drawings on stream on saturday so uh tune in and hope you enjoyed that enjoy the patreon and we see each other in a week